Hardy, we are about to be joined right now by a genuine bona fide football champion. Of course, we only ever got to stand in the outer and stare over the fence and dream about being like this man. He's a five-time premiership champion, one of the greats of all time from Hawthorne, a man who I've probably spent more time abusing than any other human being. It's number 23, the kid, Dermot Brereton. G'day, Dermy. Hey, Lawrence. Uh, hey, Matthew. How are you going? Going great, Very mate. Well. Always. Lucky to talk to you. It's finals time. You can smell the freshly cut grass. And what better person for us to have the chance to talk to than you? Yeah, a bloke who loves it so much. He, he got up out of bed about four minutes ago in the middle of the day. Yeah, <laughs> good. Great time of the year. We'll blame, yeah. that. We'll blame that on lockdown fatigue. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dermy, just aside from football for a moment, into the media, because we've all spent a lot of time in the media. You worked with Hardy at SEN. Uh, we worked together on postcards at Channel 9. Uh, who out of us two do you reckon is the least talented? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. That's, that's not fair because we all know the answer. <laughs> it's not either of you. It might be, which, a, it might be a line ball. <laughs> which one applied themselves the least? Well, you were neck and neck. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of that. It's good to have a bake. First thing in the afternoon. Um, now, Dermy, you're going. We're going into a final series. Uh, the Demons are looking good. The last time they were even a sniff, 2000, Essendon pants them. The la- the time before that, 1988. You have said you knew that they were done when they ran through the banner. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true. How? Um, well, back in those days, to play four finals and win. Uh, four in a row as the opposition progressively get better. Um, mm-hmm. It's still some feat now, but back in those days, it, it for some reason, it seemed harder. I mean, you, you take into account the year back then. I mean, we played state of origin football during the year twice, you know, uh, on Tuesdays in between the Saturday games. And then you played, you know, some teams were playing four, um, Ampole, Escort, mm. Carp, whatever they were. Uh, on a Tuesday night out at Waverley as well for the night series. So you played them on a Tuesday. So you'd play, feasibly you could play Saturday, Tuesday, the next Saturday, then you'd play an interstate game the next Tuesday, and then you'd play the next Saturday. You you could play five games in 13 days. And it, the seasons just felt a lot longer and draining, even though they were probably because they were compacted. So when you ran out in the ground, you had you needed that week's break, and we had a couple of weeks break that year, and and they were cooked. And to be totally honest, um, we didn't mind playing Melbourne back in those days. They were a pretty good team, but they were they were they weren't hard on themselves, and you always felt you were a chance when you ran out against a team that gave themselves nicknames, Smudger, Sugar, Stinger, Tinger, Dinger. Yeah, all (laughs) those blokes. You felt like you were just cut from a different cloth from all those boys and, yeah, you fancied yourself somewhat. So, in short, you bashed them for the first quarter. Uh, well, it wasn't a bad game for the first quarter. I mean, it was neck and neck for the first seven or eight minutes. And, uh, yeah, they... <laughs> wow. They that is, really that is brought damning some someone heat. with faint praise. 
Now, Dermot, at your at your peak, because Lawrence and I saw this firsthand, you were out there. You were the most famous footballer uh, that AFL had ever seen, especially at that particular time in, in those finals years and your peak performing years, which was most of your years actually. But you know, you had the massive, big sort of WWE wrestler hair happening. You were you were well built. You had endurance. You were the toughest bloke out there for any team. And um, but you also were a man about town. And all of us, at some point or other of this era, would encounter you in clubs or pubs. And uh, you were usually friendly, but only for a short period of time. Now, what was it like to have to like? For example, I went and saw George Thorogood. I was about nineteen, full of yeah. southern, full of southern and coke. Found myself. I that. Yeah, I know you did. I'm about to tell you. I found myself standing oh, right. next to you, standing next to you, and just could not believe that this like superhero had somehow, you know, not just been seen to be brilliant on the football field, but was now standing in in the same place as me, watching the same show as me. And I started hassling you. I didn't mean it, but I was so nervous and so excited. I wanted to connect with you, and I was I was asking you these questions as if it was like a player profile from the footy record. Like, uh, who's who's your toughest who's your toughest opponent? And you'd go, I'm I'm watching the the show, mate. Hey, good on you, you know, and I'd go, oh, um, what's your uh, favourite movie? And you'd go, yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, the show's on, so if it's okay, and I went to ask another question, and you said, if you say one more word, I'll knock you out cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so wrong, isn't no, it? No, not really, uh, because no, you'd, been polite a couple, you'd been polite a couple of times, and I didn't say another word, and you didn't knock me out cold, so everyone's a winner. But was that, was that? I imagine that was just a percentage of the similar circumstances you had to sort of experience as a, as a famous person in this city, right, if you're going to live, <laughs> uh, live among us all. Oh, yeah, that's very kind of you. Half kind of you. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird one because it, because it happened for me right from my very first game. I came into a final and suddenly I was the new kid on the block. And I played my first game on a Saturday and I was on the front page of the Herald Sun or what was then the the Sunday Sun on the next morning. Um, and then I was on the back page, front page during the week as well. So it happened fairly quick. So I kind of had to deal with it and learn it. Um, is it something you never get prepped for this? This is, you know, no. maybe an Anthony Hudson might, you know, train people in the media, young footballers <laughs> and that, but I don't reckon Huddo's teaching them all that well from experience about how to deal, deal with adulation. <laughs> um, with all due respect to our little pencil neck mate. But, um, Huddo's, what a great man. Go on. He's a great fella. He's a great fella. Um, but uh, there's no doubt about the diameter of his neck. That's just fact. <laughs> he's not here to, he's not here to defend himself. But um, <laughs> yeah. did you ever? So, but yeah, yeah. But you, you do learn to sum up characters pretty quick. And if I was that tolerant for the first two goes, yeah. I would have, I would have sort of summed up that this fella's a nice guy. He's not trying to take the Mickey. He's not trying to really, uh, you know, tax me. He's genuinely interested, so I would have been fairly nice a couple of times, and then in the end, I, yeah. I would have thought, "Hey, mate, I've paid me forty bucks. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I, want to watch... I want to see George Thorogood bash out gear jammer. Now do yeah, you mind? I want to see the destroyers. <laughs> you look, uh, yes. if it's any consolation to me, uh, you're not the first, and you certainly won't be the last man to tell Matthew Hardy to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but in anticipation of uh, speaking to you today, I went through some old footy records, and I found one. I reckon from 85, 86, you're on oh, the front danger. cover of the footy record. You're on your mini bike, well, a dirt bike, not a mini bike. You're on a dirt yeah. bike 
with a large St Bernard's in the driveway of your home. I've got the U2 War T-shirt on. I'm in yes. the driveway. I've got an XL250 Honda motorbike. Mm, I'm sitting on the bonnet. Uh, yeah, and I'm sitting on the bonnet of a white Mercedes-Benz, I think. Whoa, absolutely. Now, when Matt said, you know, you're a man about town, we did used to see you around and people would emulate you too. Hairstyle, fashion, a lot. <laughs> and I think you probably made the St Bernard's more popular than it had previously been. I want to talk about the dog. What was your dog's name? My dog's name? He was named after a champion teammate of mine who looked after me and took me to train before I was, you know, old enough to drive myself. Kelvin Moore, his nickname, uh, well, sorry, his name was Kelvin David Moore in its entirety, but so his nickname was just KD. So that dog became, I named I named that big slow moving dog after a great big slow moving fullback, Kelvin <laughs> Law, uh, and he was KD as well. Now, Dermy, you uh, spoke of fellow football celebrities just then. Can you tell us about the non footballing celebrities that when you were absolutely at the height of your fame, and you're still pretty famous now, and so you should be, but who were, some of, who were some of the celebrity encounters that you recall for better and worse? Um, yeah, look, uh, uh, there are celebrity encounters and there's celebrities you end up staying friends with. So I still am in regular contact with uh, not just Ian Botham now. Um, I would call him a friend, uh, Sir Ian Botham now, who's just become yes. the... Yeah, he just got a new position in uh, the Trade Minister to Australia Whoa. for the UK. So he, he might even be Lord <laughs> Ian Botham now. So... He mightn't take my calls anymore. So I might be like you at the um, at the uh, George Thorogood concert to him. Um, <laughs> big, big beefy telling you to f off. <laughs> yeah, well he's done that as well anyway. Um, I tell you, one of the highlights of my career life, I get on very well with Viv Richards, and uh, yeah, we're reasonably good mates, and. Uh, Early days, you know, I'd known him and seen him around and chatted with him and had the odd lunch with him, the odd game of golf, whatever. And a mate of mine rang me from, uh, well, a distant mate, not not a close mate, from down Port Melbourne. And he said, hey, Dan, do you know Viv Richards? I said, yeah. He said, he's wandered into our party. There's only about, uh, um, he's wandered in by himself. There's about, uh, you know, 50, 60 people here. No one knows him, and he's kind of standing by himself. What are you doing? Are you, do you, can you come down and sort of, even though he's wandered into our house party, do you, do you want to really? come down and keep him? <laughs> yeah, and somehow, I don't know how you've got there, and I said, yeah, no worries. So I got down there. Uh, I was in uh, Albert Park, so I'm about four or five minutes away, so I wandered around, and I walked in the front door, and there was, there was the the house was rocking. There was a, you know a house party on. Proper. And then I see the Viv about ten meters right down through the hallway, right down through the large lounge room, and there's all these people, and there's a, you know forty fifty heads just stop, and the Viv pushes through the crowd and walks up, high fives me and hugs me. What? And that was that was. That was probably the best day of my sporting career. <laughs> One of the, my favourite photos is an age sports photo of the year and Viv is sitting in the dressing rooms after obviously winning and uh, there's a huge plume of smoke exploding from his head <laughs> and uh, he is making no pretense about it being a cigarette. 
Uh, it looks like a Camberwell carrot from Withnall and I, and he, he's celebrating Caribbean style. Dermy, let's get on to sibling rivalry. Matthew and I are both the youngest of three boys, and uh, the systematic beatings and humiliation we received has helped make us better people. Um, we believe that you also went through a, a similar uh, ring of fire or, or baptism of fire with your brother. Oh, Lawrence. I've been fighting the fight for so long that this anti-establishment bullshit, this woke crap about let's stop bullying, uh, oh, bullying's yeah. good for you. It is yeah, It builds character. For you. If you're not good at fighting, it builds your sense of humour. You learn to be quick on your feet. <laughs> oh, my brother, Paul, he was he's, uh, two and a half years older than me. And he was big for his age. He was sort of like six foot tall at 13, you know, so he was huge. Um, he used to give me some fearful beatings. He had these games, <laughs> he had these games he'd play. And uh, the one thing I knew I could beat him on was willpower. And, and, and I thought I have to be courageous at least. And we had this, you remember those old dartboards you had? He used to have this game, chicken. And we'd go out in the backyard and we'd stand looking at each other from a foot apart <laughs> and you'd throw the three darts in the air and just grit your teeth, close your eyes, clench your fists and hope they didn't hit. <laughs> and whoever ran lost. <laughs> Well, I'm an idiot because I won every game of that. <laughs> and, and I I, uh, uh, I only got hit once. Now, I don't know. The, did I they know stick in? Did... Well, well, I did physics at, at secondary uh, school and uh, was an applied science student. Now, I don't know how it is possible. If you throw something straight up and it comes straight down, how does it hit and lodge in your own calf? <laughs> oh, that! <laughs> yeah, if you've got a squatting. very good calf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I've got a skinny little calf. Imagine how how big they were as a kid. But he was um he he was a ripping ripping bloke. But gee, he used to give me some beatings. But I'll, I'll give you an insight, Matthew and 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 Lawrence, into the personality, the, the formation of that personality. Um. Because he gave me all these whackings and beatings and he beat up on me, I thought I have to get him back however long. I don't care how long the win lasts for. So remember the old gold, you know, thumbtacks, the gold-coloured ones? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> drawing pins. Yep. We used to sleep in the same bedroom. Drawing pins, that's them. I got into his bed before he went to bed and I pushed about 30 thumbtacks through the bottom sheet in the upward direction <laughs> <laughs> and mum and dad were in the room next door. I'd have been about nine, eight or nine. He'd have been, you know, uh, 11 or so, maybe 12. And for that glorious 30 to 45 seconds where he was <laughs> screaming and yelling <laughs> before my dad came in and you could hear, you know, that flick, flick, flick where you hear the belt get pulled out of the top of his pants. <laughs> help, help, I need therapy, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that glorious flickety, 30 flickety. seconds, for that, yeah, <laughs> I was just sat there going, Yes. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served gold.
Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, but the old man took to me with the strap. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. But there was times, like, in our childhood, like, um, I did stupid stuff. Like, he, I remember one time Dad made me sit in the car in the summertime with the windows up. There wasn't at the casino. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, re- the reason was... We went down to the beach. We used to go down to Frankston next to the tennis courts down at Long Island at the Mile Bridge, and there's a little walkway. I haven't been down it for 45 years, I reckon. Beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it is gorgeous, isn't it, down at Gould Street? And uh, and my brother was just walking into the water in his Speedos. Everyone wore Mm -hmm. Speedos in, you know, 1970. and I found a rock the size of a, oh, no. you know, a, a baseball. <laughs> and my brother Paul was walking away from me and he looked, you know, he looked probably 10, 15 metres away. And for a six or seven-year-old kid with a, a, a jagged rock the size of a baseball, like half a brick, I thought, I wonder how good a shot I am. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I thought, nah, there's no way I'll hit him. I'll scare him. And I piffed this rock, and it took him between the shoulder blades, <laughs> took him off, took him off his feet, <laughs> face down into the shallow. <laughs> and my old man had watched the whole thing. No. <laughs> he marched me up to the car and sat me in the car in the heat for an hour. <laughs> and then before he came and got me back, but That's you know what? There was no malice in it. It was no. just a test of my accuracy. And the, th- the, up, the upside is you can't put a belt on a pair of Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, and the thrill, the thrill, Dermy, I can only imagine the thrill as the uh, Jagged Rock's trajectory, as you predicted it was actually going to not just scare him but properly connect. That thrill slash fear, uh, you can't beat it, can you? Oh, well, I looked at it and thought, oh, there's no way I can make this. And I remember halfway through the air, I thought to myself, oh, this is looking good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can just tell, can't you, as they leave the hand or the boot? Yeah, this is good. But as he just took him off his feet and he went face first into the shallows, I thought, oh, shit, I don't know where he is, but my old man will be coming soon. (laughs) Dermy, thanks very much. It is finals time. You're a finals legend. You're a general legend. Uh, Can you just tell us, quick summary, what does finals time mean to you? Yeah, in all seriousness, finals time, footy. You can do what you do in footy, and we we loved it and we played it and all all the lights, but finals time is, is where you make... You name it's we it's what you're judged by. So yeah, I loved it. Mm. I, I absolutely loved it. It was a chance for um, reconciliation for all the crap you'd put your coach through for the year, for all the times you'd disobeyed him, for all the times you'd right. gone on an ego trip. Um, finals time. If you did the right thing, he'd love you forever. So yeah, I, I thought it was a great time for uh, for actually making up making up for lost days and, and, and actually making a name for yourself. That's a very nice way of looking at it. It's a time of reckoning and reconciliation. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. We, Dermy, we're going to spring a surprise guest on you. If we can just get our producer to put a call through. Yeah. We hope this pleases you rather than pisses you off. But it's a blast from the past, a person who's still currently kicking creative footy theme stuff out there for the public to enjoy. And yeah. uh, hopefully 
they're going to answer their phone. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning to Greg Champion. This is Matthew Hardy, Lawrence Mooney, and we've got Dermot Brereton. This is a Saturday afternoon podcast. Greg Champion from the Could Have Been Champions. How are you today? Great. It's morning here because I'm in Adelaide. Oh, wow. It's, it's uh, oh, yes, of course, you've still got half an hour on us. Uh, morning, champs. Uh, we love your work, and of course, we are joined by Dermy here. We had a discussion about our favorite Greg Champion songs. Uh, mine, of course, is the one about Robbie Muir, uh, to the tune of Hurricane, and yours, Hardy. Uh, it's Dermot Brewer and is a hood, and we're wondering, Dermot, what's your view on this song? I'm assuming you know of it. And uh... yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, g'day, champs. I heard the voice and I recognised it straight away. Hey, young champs. Hello, Dermot. Nice to catch up with you, mate. You too. Well, champs and I. I told champs I didn't mind the uh, the song. I quite liked it. Thought it was fantastic. But my mum didn't like the line about he's your classic Aussie knucklehead. She thought that was a bit below the belt. <laughs> but uh, Champs and I, we remember the time we drove down to was it Mortlake? Warrnambool. Warrnambool. Warrnambool, yeah. We shared a lift. Was it your car or mine? I remember you had a shitty little thing. It was like one of those old Corollas, <laughs> wasn't it, or something? Huh? No, it was a Peugeot 504 wagon, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, it was a shitty little Peugeot 504. Yeah, <laughs> nothing little about it. The, the wagon was quite long, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Have you, you know what they say, champs? Never buy your car where you buy your wine. <laughs> <laughs> I.e. France or Italy. If we may inquire, before we let the great Dermot Brereton go, can we serenade him with your great hit about the great man? Yeah, look, Dermy, I want to share a little tale with you before you go, okay? Yeah, yeah. Is now the time? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, in 87, we uh, could have been we were going to sing on the ground at half time, and I naively thought I'd better check with the Hawthorne Footy Club uh, singing the song Dermot Brereton is a Hood. Uh, it was an extremely naive idea, and I called the club thinking I could get Dermy's office <laughs> and, <laughs> and get put through to Dermy, who I knew, and so, Dermy, we're going to sing uh, Dermy's a Hood on Grand Final Day. Are you okay with that? Well, of course, I, I, I told some secretary, and Alan Joyce comes on the phone, and he says, you're not singing that. And the reason uh, they gave, Alan Joyce gave, was if Dermy clocks someone in the first quarter and I sing that at halftime, there'll be a riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they thought they were confident I was going to play in a certain way, which I didn't. Right. I was going to say, what do you mean if Dermy clocks somebody? So, I tell you what, uh, Matthew, before you go into it, though, champs, people ask about, you know, regrets. The one regret in life, I played terrible that day. Um, mm. I remember standing at centre forward with Reese next to me and I, I looked it. over to my left and there was uh, Ian Aitken and Peter Dean and they ganged up on Russell Morris and they were giving him a hard time and I looked at him and thought, I should go over there and... Uh, fly the flag, and I thought, no, nah, just play football. What an idiot. <laughs> I broke away from what had made me reasonably good at my craft because oh, I yeah. played best when I was angry. I should have just gone over there and whacked a couple gone of them. Reese would have come over the top. He'd have whacked me and had been on, and who knows, the result might have been different. Probably not, but might have. Um, this I is a memory we'll probably have of that day, Dermy. 1987, Reese Jones said, was... Uh, it, in fact, is the hottest grand final day on record. Reset, yep. he looked into the crowd. There were blokes with their shirts off drinking. And he said he felt like he was at the Boxing Day test and he had to remind himself it was the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hot, yeah. Well, champs, hit us with the superstar 
hit single of the time? I'm not going to sing it on the phone, am I? If you want to. Okay, here we go. Robbie Flower was a champion. Rioli was a star. But they don't break legs like Big Paul Vanderhaar. Tommy Alvin is a beauty. Mark, our series reasonably good. Jimmy Jess is Jimmy Jess, but Dermot Burton is a hood. Yeah, Dermot Burton is a hood. Dermot, Dermot Burton is a hood. A bloke that comes from Frankstown. Could never, never be, be any good. good. I wouldn't try to <laughs> try tell, you tell you if I didn't think I could. He's your classic, He's your classic Aussie, Aussie knucklehead. knucklehead. Here's our whole beauty. Oh, Tommy, you beauty champs. Thanks for joining us on Saturday Afternoon Fever. That was a real treat. Thank you both very much. Pleasure. See you, yeah, boys. Bobby Flower is a champion. We only is a star. But they don't do things like Big Paul Vanderhaar. Tommy Alvin is a beauty, Greggy Phillips is quite good, Jimmy Jess is Jimmy Jess, but Dermot Burton is a hood. Now Dermot Burton is a hood, Dermot Burton is a hood. He had an ugly childhood and he'll never be any good. I wouldn't try to tell yous if I didn't think I should. He's your classic Aussie knucklehead, Dermot Burton is a hood. Now some men catch the umpy's eye, some just do their jobs. Some are trim and fit and some are slobs. Some are quite intelligent, some misunderstood. Some are well brought up, but Dermot Burton is a hood. Now Dermot Burton is a hood. Dermot Burton is a hood. A bloke that comes from Frankston could never be any good. Anyone who knew him would know he never could. In plain old Aussie English, Dermot Burton is a hood. Okay, that'll do us, Lawrence Mooney, for today. I am having a ball, so uh, please join us on the next episode and tell your friends. Bring some friends along. Thanks for joining us. Okay, if you haven't given us a rate and review, now's the time. We're counting on you.